Travel Channel has a TV show called Fear the Woods. I believe it's always been on the Travel Channel. I've watched it uh, for a while. I did. I really enjoyed it because I thought it was presented in a way that wasn't, I thought, exaggerated. Now, I could be wrong, and I'm not here to judge anybody. I'm just being honest. It was mostly about Sasquatch stories, people had encounters, and these things would scare them off. And then people, you know, would not return, and nobody was hurt. Well, it seemed like they graduated the show and wanted to make it more scary. So then it became all these other stories that people were talking about and uh, turning evil and all those things that were going on in the woods. And frankly, there's probably a lot of things going on. But it just didn't ring true to me, especially like the Sasquatch. They said they're becoming aggressive and trying to hurt people. I don't believe that to be true. Anyway, I thought I would do a show about called Fear the Woods and not to steal from uh, the Travel Channel, but recently I was doing a live broadcast in a town called Gwyn. I met a pretty fascinating guy by the name of Russ. He's a former military, I think Navy, he told me, retired, and he lives in Upper Michigan, and he lives in what's called the western part of Upper Michigan, and he owns a fair amount of land. And he was telling me a story. Matter of fact, he told me a couple of different stories. And it made me think about some things that I've encountered or people that I know. And it made me go, hmm, I wonder what's really going on. There are energies anywhere you go. And I don't care. It's not just in buildings. It can be in different land, uh, different parts of land. And, and we don't know the history of, of what happened in those areas. But when Russ told me this story about where he hunts, and it affected, I think, three different people or more Then it made me think about another story I heard uh, going on several years now from a man that lives outside of Munising. So Russ's story, as he was telling me, was that in, near his, where he hunts in the woods, he had some friends come up there and hunt as well. And I believe one was a retired police officer or somebody that was in, involved with the police and this man was in the woods, and somebody you would think that would not get frightened rather easily. He was uh, in the woods, and he felt like this really, the hair on the back of his neck stood up, and he took his gun actually off of safety. And, of course, he was hunting, but he felt like something was going to attack him. According to Russ, in his words, he said his friend had said he felt like someone was going to kill him. It was either going to be him or someone else. Him or kill or be killed, basically. So the man was very uneasy and walked out of there and uh, was looking around every tree. And he finally made it back to the camp or wherever that Russ was. And he was okay, but didn't want to ever go back in the woods again. Now, Russ says there were at least a couple other guys, too, that were out there in this area of woods. I think it was at least two more. And they heard somebody scream. And the two of them were separate. They were a distance apart, but close enough to where you could hear each other yell if you had to. And they heard this scream, and the one guy said, Come on now, knock it off, stop trying to scare me. And then finally, when he hooked up with his friend, he said, Did you do that? And he said, no, I thought you made that noise. Now, granted, maybe they're lying to each other. I don't know, but I would say that they're probably not. And they heard some kind of weird scream, strange thing. 
And I believe there was another story he told me about another person that had the hair on the back of their neck stand up and they felt like something was watching them and they never wanted to go back in the woods and they were frightened and they finally were able to get out of there. So something unique is going on in Russ's, on his property. And I talked to him for quite a while and he was open because he probably hasn't many people, had many people. It'd be kind of neat to go there with a psychic or even just go there and investigate and feel and maybe shoot some video to see if you pick up anything. But I will talk about what I had on my show. I don't know how many years it's been. It's been a guy that was from lower Michigan and probably been seven or eight years. He uh, lives in Munising area. At least last I checked, he did. He was a real nice fella. We got to know each other a little bit. He told me a couple of stories, but... His one story that stood out to me that sounds similar to this was that back in the 80s or 90s, I could be off on this, but he was going to this one spot where he used to hunt and he came up, and I don't know, maybe he'd never been to this spot, but he came up over a hill. This is somewhere in lower Michigan. And as he came up over a hill, he heard this loud screeching noise, like screaming, like something was really was upset and was screaming at him. And he dropped to the ground and he crawled and he looked in the swamp and he didn't see anything, but it just seemed really weird. And he said the screaming kept going on and on and on. And so finally he crawled because he was afraid. He didn't know what the heck's going on. He crawled out of this area and got back over the hill And the minute he did, the second he got over it, the screaming stopped. So he believed, and I believed as well, after he told me this, made sense, that there was some kind of bad energy in that area. And he had actually looked it up and researched and found that this was a place where a battle took place between some white people and some Native Americans And some people were slaughtered. We don't know if it's the white people or if it was the Native Americans. But um, maybe that's why there was this bad energy in this spot. Because something had happened. And when I talked to Russ, I said, do you know if there were any battles? He goes, well, no, it's in the 1800s. I said, yeah, but what about Native American battles? You know, we think about the Native people have been living in this land for only, what, couple thousand years or since they crossed the bridge but you know it dates back over 20,000 years ago and I'm willing to bet it dates back hundreds of thousands of years people have been living in North America South America all over the world really I think people have been living all over the place maybe that shoots the theory out about some things but I just believe that um I think we've been around a lot longer than we realize. There was a guest I had on my show. His name is Michael Primo. You've probably seen him on different TV shows if you watch Ancient Aliens or other programs. um, He talked about how he believes that mankind is 4 million years old, and I believe he bases it on some old fossilized skeletons that they found, which they carbon dated. They found this in a cave. I thought it was in California, but maybe it's somewhere else. But they found these carbonite, and they carbon dated them, and they date back to what he believes was 4 million years ago. And I've had other psychics and mediums and channels tell me that we've lived much, much longer than what our so-called records state. So with all that being said, 
on your property where you're at, maybe some things have happened. And think about how it probably changed hand. And maybe civilizations even rose up and went back down. We think it's only, well, this is the way it was back in this time. But, you know, we have evidence. I believe there's solid evidence. They were mining copper in this country in along Lake Superior 7,000 years ago. And they believe the Celts were doing it because they found Celtic prayer gardens uh, in different locations. Drummond Island is one location. But they also found Celtic prayer stones and they found um, hunting stones. So they found all these artifacts that date back, could date back to over 7,000 years ago when perhaps others were coming here, although it was they don't believe that anybody knew how to get here, and mining um, copper, which we had the most purest copper in Upper Michigan, right off of Upper Michigan, Lake Superior, those areas. So is it true? I believe these this ancient artifact society has uncovered enough evidence to support their theory that this was going on. For, they found these ancient artifacts. And it's not only just here. It's all over the world. It's all over this country telling us that things are not as we think they are. So as far as getting back to Russ's land, I really believe that something happened on the land because land is not inherently evil. You know, there are programs out there, like on the Travel Channel, they'll make it seem this area is evil. And it's like everything comes from love, in my opinion. Everything comes from love. We are all creations of love and light. And so when we come to the physical world, yes, there is some darkness here, and maybe it's taken foothold in certain locations, but it doesn't, it doesn't own that location because ultimately the world was set up for a place of love, I believe, and it changed, and that was all allowed to happen. So I don't know what you got on your land, Russ, but I would guess that you have, it wouldn't hurt to get somebody that's a psychic medium out there. I would like to come out there sometime. I'd like to interview you and actually do a, a podcast uh, if you're ever listening to any of my, sh my shows. But I think something must have happened on your land. And I don't uh, think that whatever is there, it's an energy that's meant to scare people. And you always have a choice. Can it hurt you? I don't believe it can. Although, you know, it's different when you're in the situation. But I go back to what a Native American friend of mine told me. And he, he, you know, I've talked about, I've done so many shows about Sasquatch and the Mad Wolf and all these other creatures that roam around in the woods. And I believe they're real. There was a time when I said, no, I don't, I don't know. But I've always been open to the possibility. But my friend Dwayne told me how these beings that show up here, so if you have a being that's in your woods that's not from here, they take physical form because they're not physical when they choose to come here. And they also have an agreement, according to him, that they're not allowed to hurt any human beings. They can scare the hell out of you, but they can't hurt you. So I look at all the reports that I've read, credible ones that I believe, that have had encounters with Man-Wolf, that have had encounters with Sasquatch, and I don't know of anybody that got injured, but that could be wrong. Um, but 
There was even a report that Linda Godfrey did. Linda is a well-known investigator. She's the one that wrote The Beast of Bray Road, which is near... It's a small town in Wisconsin, Elkhorn, Wisconsin, and they've had this strange, weird creature, what people call a man-wolf, kind of like a werewolf. Not a real werewolf, but a a being that gets up on two feet. It looks like a wolf, half wolf, half man, and it snarls at people. It could easily kill them. Supposedly it's chased people, but it never caught them. And I think it easily could catch us. You know, those things are so much more advanced, it seems like, and yet they don't. There was a story on recently on the Travel Channel, too. They did something about the Beast of Bray Road, and they said these kids were chased out of a cornfield. Well, this thing, if it wanted to, could have devoured them. So, again, it points to, I point to the fact that whatever's in there in these woods or in these areas, there has to be some kind of agreement. Linda was doing a story. I remember she did an investigation. I think it was in Canada, too, where she was talking. She said a lot of this stuff happens in Michigan and Wisconsin. But she was saying, and it's on one of her podcasts that we did, she was saying there was a guy in Canada who saw one of these man-wolves, in, and he must have startled it because it turned around and it cut him, gashed him pretty good with his claw. But it could have devoured him and ate him, but it didn't. It allowed him to get away. And again, I point point back to if there's this agreement that life here cannot, human life cannot be taken. Now, it doesn't say about animal life because I think they do take animal life. So hopefully whatever's in your woods, Russ, is not something you should be afraid of. And I also believe our intent is very important. Um. When we go somewhere, we are not helpless. I don't think God put us here to be helpless beings. As I've said before, you can surround yourself with the light. You can take back your own power and not be afraid. We always have a choice. So if I was going out to those woods, I would certainly ask Archangel Michael to be around me. I would surround myself with light as I walk through there. And I don't think I'd be out there after dark. (laughs) I don't think I'd be hanging out. Hey, let's go hang out after dark. (laughs) Unless I was with a group of people, maybe. Even then. So, yeah. Hopefully. And there's one other story he told me, and this is another interesting. I thought about it for a while. At the time, I thought, well, maybe it's a Sasquatch. But, you know, the more I think about it, I don't know. Russ was telling me he knows these, these people, and they live in a property not too far from him. And they have this giant bush near their home. And they one day, the bush started shaking violently, really shaking. And the guy was outside witnessing this, and it made a lot of noise. And the wife was inside the house, and she was saying, why are you making so much noise with that bush? And then she realized it wasn't him. And they both watched as this bush uh, continued to shake. And apparently he fired, he fired a gun near this bush into a stump or something like that, fired his gun. And the thing got worse. And I think they fired again a time or two, and it stopped, Um, finally stopped. And I thought, hmm, this is interesting. What can this be? And then I thought, after I'd talked to Russ, uh, after I'd left Gwen and I was driving home, I thought, oh, yeah. 
I remember the story that my friend Dan told me, and it kind of relates to this. And it's really nothing to be afraid of, if this is what it is. You know, there are so many different things out there, I think, in the woods and just in, in general in life. There are so many different things that we're not aware of. And when you hear other people tell a story about something, if you hear it the first time, it's like, really? I don't believe you. And then if you hear another person and another person and another person, then it starts to become believable. And if there's consistency in the stories, then you start to say, hmm, that's kind of how it works for me. And then there are experiences that I've had out in the woods, which I'll share one of those in a moment. But I want to remember what my friend Dan said. He was a little boy. He was He's probably my age. He's in his 50s. And he said when he was a little kid, maybe four or five years old, he was kind of a tough little kid. And uh, nothing really scared him. Although that's easy to say when you're four or five. I don't know. I'm sure there were things that scared him. But um, he said he was wandering with his friend. And he saw something shaking a tree branch. And it was this, it was a gnome-like leprechaun, I guess is kind of what he described it as. This creature, this being was shaking, trying to scare him trying to get his attention. Now, he had heard from his native tribe and been warned when he was a little kid. They said, never run off with little people because if you do, you won't come back. Now, I'm sure that's been passed down for generations and maybe there's some truth in that, but what I know of the little people, if you want to call them that, is that they tend to be mischievous, but they're not harmful. Again, I think there's that respect for human life, but what do I know? So... My own experience with something like that, I believe I had something like that, but I'll get to that in a moment. So Dan, he he says another time he was walking through the woods again and he saw one of those little things and he recognized it. He said, oh, that's the thing that was up on the tree. I'm not going to let you scare me. So this thing started running towards him and he ran towards it. And he said they both smacked into each other and went into the ditch and it disappeared. It was gone. And then a third time, he said, and this is what kind of relates to what Russ was talking about. He was going to, he was walking through the woods again and he saw this branch moving and shaking. But this time, this creature, he knew it was that creature. He felt he knew it was that, that being. It's not a creature, that being. And he said, but I couldn't see it. It was invisible. And I think back also to what others have told me about how sometimes they do not show themselves to you, and but they will do things to get your attention. And I would say this couple that had this big bush, somebody's trying to get your attention, is what I would say. It's nothing bad, I don't believe. Um, maybe it's just something that you need to bring an awareness to something. Who knows? There are many different reasons. I don't know. It's, it's different for everybody. Sometimes it's really to help you out, as hard as that is to believe. I was watching, I watch a lot of paranormal. <laughs> Once in a while I do, not every day. But I watched a, they're doing famous uh, celebrity ghost experiences on Travel Channel as well. And this one gal that plays, she used to play on The Office, 
she was talking about, I just saw this last night. She was talking about how she was in an apartment with two other gals and this one woman was getting, thought she was getting attacked by a spirit and they both saw this spirit and they both were frightened and they would hear noises. And it turns out this woman went to get, uh, she said, well, you need to go see somebody that can uh, do tarot readings. The person did a tarot reading on this on her friend. Her friend's name was Marsha, I believe. And Marsha found out she was very gifted psychic. And so what it really turned out to be is that she was drawing these things in because she had the ability to see them. And so when she moved out of the apartment, this other woman said all that stuff disappeared. It never happened again. So the point is, depending how open you are, depending what experiences you want in this lifetime, many different things can happen to each of us. And we don't always know the full answer. And sometimes it's a wake-up call. In this case of Marsha, she came on after the show and she said, um, I'm so glad that my friend took me to a tarot reader and I learned that I have this psychic ability and I've tapped into it and I know that I can help others. Instead of being afraid, now I know I can help others. And we all have the potential for this and some of us maybe are born a little more aware than others. And usually when something happens like that, it's really trying to give you a call to explore that and open that up if you want. Because I think these things are always trying to communicate. So my best estimate for what's going on with your neighbors, Russ, if you're listening to this show, is that they had a, <laughs> you're going to think I'm nuts, but I think they had a little person there. And maybe they do have them nearby. You know, they say they're always around us. They're out in the woods. And they're kind of like the keepers, just like the fairy. Do you believe in the fairy kingdom? I do. And I think there's these ancient folklores, there's always a bit of truth behind all of them. It has to come from somewhere. My own experience with something like that was back in, oh, it's been a couple of years now, maybe a few years, 2016 maybe, um, 17. I was laying on the couch and I was going to take a nap because I was tired and I used to take naps a lot, but not as much anymore. But I was laying down and I dozed off and then I heard a knocking at the door and I um, got up and I ran to the door and I wasn't sure if it was part of my dream because I was half asleep and nobody was there. Now I live on a road where it's a dead end road. I mean, I'm in the first house on the dead end road, but you have to run down my driveway. If you ran up to my door. For one, I'd hear you on my deck if you ran off of it. For two, to run down my driveway, unless you ran off into the woods, I guess, um, that's going to be about uh, 40 yards, I think. So it's not going to happen right away. So I thought, well, maybe somebody was here. Maybe I was dreaming this. So then two weeks go by, and I'm laying on the couch again, and I hear a really loud but this time I was awake I was just about ready to doze off and this time I was awake and I thought I'm going to see who this is and so I thought you're not going to fool me this time it's like I knew somebody was there but I kind of like knew that maybe it was a spirit type thing because I've had a lot of those experiences so I ran got up and ran right to the front window then I ran to the door I looked around outside nothing there and I mean I did it like that so if there was anything there it wouldn't have had time to really move away from me unless it's not of this world, so to speak. So fast forward maybe, I don't know, six months later, 
I'm talking with my friend Joy, and she's doing like a little healing session on me, a thing we call a heart thread, which has helped me many times. It's energy healing. And she said, you know, she always will say to me, okay, and I'll lay there and I'll listen to her on the phone. She's calling from Pennsylvania. And she'll say, okay, your father's here and he wants to help you. And okay, there's these angels that want to work on your feet. And I'll say, okay, go ahead. She always asks permission, which is really cool. And then she says, okay, there's a leprechaun or a gnome that's here and he wants to work on you as well. And I stopped for a moment and I thought, I don't know why I thought this. Because just it was, it was such an unusual thing and it made me think of those kind of things. And I said, wait a second. He can work on me, but is this, is this guy any way related to what happened at my house when something knocked on my door? And she laughed and she said, he's laughing right now. He said, yeah, that was him just trying to bring a little joy into your life. And I thought, you know, that reminded me of another story I heard. A friend of mine who actually saw some of these beings in his cabin. And at first one poked its head out and then he, he saw it at first and was startled. And he's a Native American guy and he said, okay, I know you guys are there, come on out. And he says, a few of them ran around a circle around his table and then left. Um, so I believe that they do connect with us, these things, and they're not, but they do things that can be mischievous and they can also seem to be invisible. As crazy as that all seems, I know if it's the first time you're hearing this, you'll go, well, I don't know about that. Okay. I do remember it was probably three or four years ago I was hunting. I don't hunt. Let me just say this. I was out in the woods. I would go out and sit in a deer blind. Um, you know, my father-in-law is getting up there in age, so I will go and keep him company. And I don't like sitting in the cabin, so I like to sit in the deer blind and watch things. And I remember I was wanting to see something paranormal while I was in the deer blind. <laughs> Sasquatch. I didn't care. You know, just something unusual, wanted to connect with it. And as I left the blind, it probably is a, oh, it's a good hundred yards, I would guess, back to the truck. And I'm walking back to the truck, and it was actually a pretty mild day. It was Temperatures were in the middle 30s or lower 30s. It was kind of misty and maybe a little bit of rain. And I remember as I got close to my truck, I heard this noise, and it was the sound of music. But it wasn't the sound of music that you would hear on a radio station. It was like old-time music, like from another era. And it sounded like whimsical, like, I don't know. I call it fairy music. And I tried to figure out where the heck that was coming from. Because I thought, well, is there a vehicle parked on the highway, which was, or on the county road, which was probably another mile away? Why did they got this music on? Who's doing that? Well, there's nobody around. This is the middle of nowhere. And then secondly, I thought, well, maybe the rain is somehow hitting my vehicle and causing it to make it sound like music, which has never happened before in my life, by the way. So then my third thought was, well, somehow maybe I left the radio on. Here I'm looking at my keys in my hand. Nope, the radio's not on. And this is an older truck. So it wasn't one of those that you could turn on remotely or anything like that. And I just finally realized, I walked around a bit, looked around, but I thought, I don't know how much I'm investigating I'm going to do. I think I'm going to get in the truck. But it was really unusual, and I really believe it was a connection from another realm, if you will. And, and I've been told by my psychic friends and mediums that I have a connection to these things. So I don't dismiss it, and I keep a very open mind of that possibility. 
that that could be going on. There's a lot of things that go on everywhere in the whole world that are unexplainable. We just don't hear about them. We're hearing more and more as time goes on. But I think the best thing to do is keep an open mind, first of all. Second, don't be afraid of anything. Um, I believe we were put here to... And granted, I believe there are dark energies. There's no question. And they can mess with you pretty bad if you don't respect that. But ultimately, light is always going to be stronger than anything else. Love and light is stronger than anything else. So once we know how to surround ourselves with that, there's nothing for us to be afraid of. Now, this doesn't mean I'm going to go put myself in places where I know <laughs> where there could be something that could mess with me. I try to just, I see no reason to do that. Now, I've been on situations where I've gone to homes that were haunted and we did cleansings and, you know, I've lived in haunted places and I can't say I've ever felt anything in the woods that was really bad. Because um, there you're kind of trapped. It's like, okay, I've got um, several miles. Yeah. So I understand that. And we've had, you know, people on and we've talked about the missing 411, what could be going on in the national parks. All these people are disappearing and where are they going? And is something weird going on? And Yeah, there's a lot of different things, the unknowns. The world is so full. The universe is full of so many mysteries. And I just love it when I get a chance to talk to someone and they share their stories because it gets to, it just kind of adds to what I've already heard. And then I can look at, maybe understand how universal law works. And I can see maybe, I don't know, maybe we'll find out more. Maybe someday I'll take a run to the western up and check out the property i think that'd be kind of that'd be interesting to do till next time namaste love and light